This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome once again into the studios here in KCLR. We are in Studio 2 as usual this evening for a very special show. We have the preview show for the upcoming county finals this weekend. Three adult finals to be played, the junior final, the intermediate final and the senior final. And to be all knowledgeable of all things on this very special show, I am delighted first to be joined by my co-host as always. Anya, good evening. You're welcome in again. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I am great. Thank you very much. It's going to be a very busy week. We are waiting on the fabulous Paula Dowling to arrive. She's actually out probably milking the cows at the minute, so she will be here momentarily as soon as she does get here but we have another special guest in studio this evening for what is going to be a fabulous occasion and by God is this woman no stranger to county finals she has 12 county senior titles to her name 7 Leinster titles and 3 All-Ireland titles with the famous St Lactans Club in Freshford we are delighted to be joined by Marie O'Connor Marie good evening because no, that's not working. Right, go again. <laughs> well, we're now we're back in action. Uh, you're very welcome into the podcast for the first time. You have been around at other matches as well that we can say not uh, directly involved, but uh, you are one of our spies um, as well. You're the only spy that we are going to allow to be known who's going to be at matches, keeping an eye out on things. But yeah, you're looking forward to a good weekend. Absolutely, nothing like county final for any for any grade that you're playing, and you know this is the aim from the start of the year to play at a county final with your club, and you have six teams going out now at the weekend, and they'll be giving it hell for leather now, and every team will want to win. Right, madam, where are we going to start with? Are we going to start with the Kilkenny River Court Hotel Junior County Final, which is going to take part at the weekend? It is fixed for Marie O'Connor's Park Lacton in Freshford and it has a 1pm throw-in and it is the meeting of Carrick Shock versus John Locke's Bennett's Bridge. Of course, both of those teams was playing in their respective semi-finals uh, a couple of weekends ago and John Locke's and Bennett's Bridge Amalgamated team came out on top against Greg Naman in that one, four seventeen to nine points. And Carrick Shock had just a two point victory over Pilltown in what was a very tense and close affair at the end of the day. So, Anya, we're going to start with the junior county final. It is a novel pairing. We haven't had Carrick Shock in a final in a long time. John Locks Bennett's Bridge was in the semi final last year, lost out to Pilltown, and we know that Pilltown were runners up eventually mm-hmm. to Monkine. So. Tell us, how do you see this one coming along? Yeah, I suppose like it is kind of a different pairing than, you know, you'd probably normally see, I suppose, for Carrick Shock. The last time they were there was in 2015 and we all know that they came up there after they won the county final that year and came straight and came up to intermediate. I suppose over the last couple of years, they've really had to kind of regroup. They've had an awful lot of new young players kind of come into the fray there. And, you know, John Locks, Bennett's Bridge, we've kind of really been talking about them the last couple of years. They, you know, they, they both clubs just decided to get an adult team together and they really have been going stride to stride like and they're getting stronger and stronger throughout the years and certainly this year I feel like they're certainly after imposing themselves as a really strong team and you know look at the reward is a county final this weekend and I really feel that 
they're probably going to be going into this game as you know favourites I suppose just to look through the teams you know th- there's definitely a wealth of experience there in Carrick Shock when you look at the likes of Sabrina Welsh and Ashling O'Farrell there they would have been on the 2016 Intermediate um, All-Ireland winning panel um, with Kilkenny and then like you've got Anya Ronan she's top scorer in, at the Intermediate Championship this se- season so far having Junior scored, just going to say it yeah. yep, 25 points 25, to Anya yeah. Yeah. and then I suppose Ava O'Carroll and Aoife O'Shea there as well so you know they, they have a really good mix of youth and experience there I'm sure Ashling and Sabrina won't like to put down that they're the most experienced players on the field but they certainly aren't you know they're going to basically bring all their, their wisdom to a county final and they're no strangers to a county final and that's going to certainly help them uh, help them all the way when you look at John Locke's Bennett's Bridge you know they really have been I feel like the team this year that have produced the goods when they really needed most and you know I suppose they are without the assistance of Megan Welsh who has gone off travelling it you know she'd be a massive massive addition to them as well and for them to get to a county final without having Megan who was you know there thereabouts in the top score region for a while there throughout the league campaign um, but then you've the likes of Vivian Holmes there you know at centre forward the last day had a really really good game Lord Dooley is popping up on the scores as well as is Lucy Walsh you know two of them are certainly in the top five the top scores for junior level and then you've got Dominique Delaney or Dominique Holmes as she's probably better known as in the goal there and you know what experience to have in a player like her so yeah all in all like I think it's certainly going to be a really juicy battle and, and a great great junior final ahead of us And a little fun fact about Vivian Holmes not only is she one of our GA and Camogie referees but the last twice that James Stevens has won the Junior County Final back in 2002 and 2012, Vivian Holmes was part of their team. So it's she's no stranger to County Finals no. either. Like she's after being in two of them already. Um, she's now going to be playing with uh, Bennett's Bridge and John Locks. And, you know, she is uh, on the scoring prowess as well all through the year. She's not quite up at the top of the leaderboard yet, but she's still scoring heavy. Like she's getting... One 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 three yeah. four points in most matches. Like so, she's certainly one to uh, to be looking out. And when you look at it, I mean, Quiva Shield is another player that's there who has won minor All Ireland titles with yeah. Kilkenny as well. Probably would have been known as a back more so yeah. than a forward. And mm-hmm. now you can see her in the forward line. So it is going to be an interesting battle. And I actually think Quiva Shield could have been on one of those village teams as well. Um, back in the day I'm nearly sure she would have she originally would have played in the village Um, I suppose for Viv like you know she's definitely had a great year you know (laughs) Camogie wise certainly has and I think she's restarted to make a name for herself on the refereeing front and you know she's only after getting married there recently as well so she's had an extremely busy busy year but she's still producing the goods and she's definitely one of the most experienced players on that John Locks Bennett's Bridge and I really feel like she certainly has been the driving force behind Bennett's Bridge Camogie as well over the last couple of years to really kind of get it going and Look, they're in a county final and I suppose for them getting beaten last year in a semi-final, they went the one step further this year and, you know, it has been excellent for them. Marie, how do you see it going? I'm going to go with John Locke's Bennis Bridge. Just the score that they got up in the semi-final, that, that's a lot of scoring, mm. like 4-17 was it, that, that they got like with a few yep, scores. Yeah, you're spot on, yeah. Few scores on the board, which is good. Like, And then you, as, as Anya's after saying there, you have Vivian Holmes, you know, and if you Quiva Shields there after playing in a previous county finals like that, that's massive. Um, you know, I can't 
talk now. Well, they played three games in the league. Uh, There's a surprise. They were the, all this goes straight out. There's I no way that on any of this thing at all is also does not. Anyway, John Locks Bennett's Bridge uh, played three games in the league uh, section. Obviously, they scored eight goals and thirty points. Only conceded four goals and fifteen points, which left them with a plus twenty-seven scoring difference. Uh, they missed the first round. They didn't have to go into the first round. They were playing in the quarterfinals, so they played Blacksome Hoyts three seventeen to one one. Again, another big score on you. Um, and as we said already, putting up four seventeen then against Greg Namana in the semi-final. So. You know, on paper, they're putting up a lot of uh, a lot of good scores, and you look at Carrick Shock on the other uh, spectrum then, because there was a, a couple of walkovers then that was in it, so they didn't have um, as many matches to get played in it. They were still in the quarter final stages. They had a quarter final against Tullahar, and you had fancied Tullahar mm-hmm. um, from the start of the competition, but. They came out on top on that one, two eight to one three against Tullahar, and then they put up uh, one thirteen to fourteen points against Pilltown. All we get, they were cruising a little yeah. bit in that game against Pilltown, and only ended up winning by two points. Yeah, and to be like, I'll be honest, and I'll hold my hand up here and say it, I am quite shocked that Carrick Shock are actually in a county final. I probably wouldn't have seen them as huge contenders I would have really thought definitely that Piltown would be a major contender for a county final and you know I'm just being honest but I suppose listen that's the work that they're after putting in there I would have considered Tuller Ross Burke a very good team and obviously I would have considered Piltown an extremely good team so to me I think Carrick Shock have certainly had to come the hard way about it and and you know they've done very well they're, they're in a county final and you know I think that's going to be it's going to be a great day for them it's going to be a great day for both teams as Marie said earlier on like you know there's three county finals six teams this is where they want to be at the start of the year like I I know I'd give anything to be in a, a county final like I wouldn't care what age group it was at or what level it was at but you know it's going to be a great day for them I do think though in my opinion I would have to give the nods as well to like Marie to John Locks Bennett's Bridge I think the, the more experience I think will definitely will definitely favour them on the day well, we did mention we were going to have someone in as soon as the cows were milked above in Freshford and the cows have been milked, I'm glad to say, and we are joined. I was just had a line. I had a minute earlier. She's been up a half four like you've got a sick. I don't throw cat among the pigeons. Right, go on, Pete. Looking at the figures, right, I would know a lot of the Carrick Shock team. Her young team. Just pulling that microphone a small little bit closer to you. gone as well. So they're a very young team. Like, I mean, On Your Own was minor, Aoife Shays, It's like, they're all 18, 19, Ava Carl, Claude O'Neill, Emily Carl, Orlo Shea. They're all young. I think they're going to go just throw everything at John Locksburn's bridge. They, if they go out and don't care, if they go out and show, I mean, this is the nicest possible way, the least amount of respect as possible to the opposition and go out and hurl without, with about, you know, throw off the shackles and go out and enjoy it. It all depends if the occasion gets to him. But I know full well, like, I mean, On Your Own is a fabulous player. Like, I mean, she can pop points out from 45 metres plus. Well, and she has been scoring a lot of points because on her top score, there was no goals in that. Every one of them are points, 25 points in total. Now, we would have played them in minor. And like, I mean, I've seen most of those girls. Like, um, Orla Shea, workhorse. She works works, works. She's a grafter. Aoife O'Shea, I wouldn't be surprised if she drifts out a bit because Aoife has a great engine in her as well. But I can see her drifting out as well. On the other side, you've Laura Phelan with mm-hmm. John Locksbrainsbridge. Phenomenal. Lovely player. Yeah. Just, 
she'll give, she's all, so honest. She, you, you just love watching her. She's just so honest. Um, you also have Lucy O'Sullivan, Lucy Walsh, Tara Coyne, Simon Cork, and all those. Then you, you have all those young girls linked in with the likes of Vivian and, and the older girls that are playing there in Cueva Shield. I'm just, I don't know why, but I just think I've seen more of Carrick Shock than Bennett Spritchell. Maybe that's why I'm probably leaning towards him. I would say it's, it all depends. There'll be nothing between the two teams, but it all depends which team wants to go out. John Locks have the experience. Carrick Shock have the youth and exorbitance, so they, they mightn't even, like the whole occasion, mightn't even get to him. Mm. Do you know that kind of thing? Sometimes that's after a semi-final, when you're after winning so well, it can be a false sense of... You know, security yeah. going outwards after Carrick Shock had a really tough, obviously a, a close match mm. with Piltown. And as you, Anya was saying, Piltown would have probably been favourites this year. You know, so like that's going to massively stand to Carrick Shock if they're that young. Nothing like, to and, lose. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's the kitchen sink. Lads, yeah. We have nothing to lose going in as underdogs. So I'm going to give a slight nod to Carrick Shock. Okay. It'd have to be different, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, no, I suppose it's because I know the players, even I know players on both teams, but I just think... Like, I mean, Ava Carroll is a strong girl. She is physically very strong. Mm. Seriously strong. Um, and then you're coming across it. But then Vivian can do the same on the opposite side. So it'll be just interesting. So we have two going for John Locke's Bennett Bridge and Paula is going for Carrick Shock in this. God, don't even ask me what's going on. I would know what's going here. But um, yeah, I suppose the, the fact is, I mean we're going through all of the player profiles at the minute for the match programmes and that and the eight profile of most of the teams is actually coming down because there is a lot of 16, 17 year olds with Dixborough because they're the first one that I was actually asked today but when you look at it I mean the teams are getting younger and younger every year is it more so now that we're finding it with the country teams are using an awful lot more players maybe because the numbers are a bit low. I mean, when you look at Carrick Shock's numbers, they only have a panel of 24. You know, when you look at John Locke's Bennett's Bridge, they only have a panel of 27 for an amalgamated team. Like So the numbers are not huge with either of the three clubs. No, and I think, you know, they spoke about this a couple of weeks ago that there is going to be a problem in the next couple of years with clubs in, in rural Ireland that they are going to struggle big time. And I can... You know, I for one can definitely see it, and I do feel like a lot of the a lot of the country clubs are having to use younger players because the older players are nearly kind of, you know, times have changed and they all have different things going on in their life, and they're you know a lot of people have gone off traveling or they're gone working you know to different counties of that, and they're not making the especially in in women's sport, it's it's not as easy for them to make the commute back and forth for training as it as the men would do, and I don't not that it's not as easy. I think. And I could be shot here. Maybe the commitment isn't there, isn't just isn't the same as it is in men's. And I do feel like I know in Tullerone, for example, I know that we're using an awful lot of young girls. Freshford, you would be the same. Yeah. There'd be an awful lot of, like your adult team is backed by a majority of I'd say an under twenty two panel, really like. It's under twenty two minus three. Yeah. Do you know, like, you know, that's a that's a huge number to be looking at and I think you know in Tullerone I think there could be maybe f- six or seven of us and then the rest are all a really young really young panel and I suppose that's the big difference I find with country clubs that they are using an awful lot of younger players but it's great to see that there's huge numbers at underage level for these for at, for these clubs as well I wonder what it is though is it part of the rebuilding process it's like it's cyclical because you see some of the other teams like Mukine. Mukine have a nice mature panel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas I suppose you're starting the rebuilding process, we're starting mm. the rebuilding process. So maybe it depends. Like Carrick Shock are obviously going through a rebuilding process there as well. John Locks and Bennett's Bridge are only really forging out on their own mm. in the last 
Well, you're actually going to contradict my next question to you all there because, I mean, I was nearly going to ask, is the age profile of camogie players getting shorter? Like, yeah. you know, they're not going into their 35, 36. No, so I mean, saying, players are just psychotic as they used to be and used to, like, <laughs> leave each to sleep camogie. Well, I mean, when you see the yeah. likes of Bridget yeah, yeah, Mullally. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. We were fan- I, like, like, I do think yeah. we were a bit fanatical, seriously. Like. Mm. Yeah. But I think I think for ye like it was certainly a lot different than it was for a lot of other clubs because like ye were at the prime like ye were winning constantly winning county titles Leinster titles then Club All Ireland and it was like literally ye ate slept drank the whole lot camogie 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 and I feel like you know in order for that to work in other clubs they have to you know they have to have success after success after success for people to really buy into the whole thing but I do think it's easy to breathe it success. is easy to breathe yeah it's easy to breathe success but I do think the age profile has gone down I think like we will certainly see girls probably retiring away from camogie at a lot younger than you normally would have. I th- I reckon in the next couple of years you're going to see girls walking away at the age of 25, 26 when they're still actually really only hitting mm, only or in their hitting their prime. prime like. I think a lot of it depends on clubs as well isn't mm. it? You do go through those cycles and a lot of it depends is that the girls have to feel I keep on saying this they have to feel like you're invested in them. Yeah. Mm. That you actually want them you know to stay playing and, and, and like I mean do we look at clubs and teams and sort of say, okay, do we take a hit for a year or two and get as many girls playing as possible? Play our older girls in our league sections and then, you know, once the league section is over, or do you go out to win at all costs all the time? So it's balancing in between retention. It's hard to know. If you're not winning, winning, it's hard to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's balancing in between the two. So it's, it's trying to get that equilibrium in between retention while also going well. Yeah. And it, yeah, it is like it is very hard. And I find even like I find clubs who are amalgamating at underage. I think that's where there's going to be. I think that's where it's going to start hurting people in a couple of the clubs in a couple of years time. Like for when it, when it hits to adult age, you're kind of losing that core group of players who may not necessarily be playing on a juvenile team. And then they're just going to walk away at that younger age and they're not going to be there for an adult. But as I said to you, 14 year old, the figures have shown under 14 is that key area. 14 to 16, that transition, you have to hold on to your players. Mm. Like, I mean, you're going to have probably, I hate using there, but you'll have nat- a natural fall off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you really need to be holding on to players at that age because that's that transition you're going through. Even younger, I'd actually say, because when they're going from primary school to secondary school, yeah. you know, big fish in a, a small pond and now a small fish in a massive pond and not making school teams and things like that. Like there's one girl in our club who never made a school team and she's on our starting intermediate team. Mm. And like, I mean, I was saying, Jesus, you know, she's come on leaps and bounds, but that's because her parents have fostered an interest and, and yeah. encouraged her to stay playing. And, you know, school isn't the be all and end all. Not that I'm saying that around the school system. Yeah, right? yeah. But it's because you've got such a larger cohort of players to pick from. Mm. You know but there is mean? pros and cons with it. I mean, we can see the likes of Neil Breed and Aaron Zone have joined up at underage level. They won a county title the weekend. Absolutely mm. delighted. Mm. Tullerone St. Anne's had 216A titles at, you know, back to back. Great mm-hmm. for the two clubs there. You know, you look at John Locke's Bennett's Bridge, if we said, they haven't huge numbers. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what way the mix is on it because when the, the teams come in, it doesn't actually break it down. Mm. Who's Callan and who's Bennett's Bridge? Like, it doesn't work that way. But 
I'm just going to take Paula because she's here in front of me. But like you were amalgamated with Freshwater or, or with Liz Downey, and I'm not. I'm not trying to start something here now, right? But <laughs> I'm no. I'm. I'm no. I'm just curious because he had small numbers when he started off, but then as the years grew on, and he had older or younger girls that was coming that wasn't eligible for minor anymore. They were then going into adults. Like, would you have lost? many players off your own team say over the years that's not playing Camogie now because of the fact that maybe some of them and I'm not saying they weren't but maybe some of them weren't getting game time and just the fall off was there and they didn't bother coming back I suppose it's a big step up I suppose you see when when you're amalgamated club you have to remember is that you're working in between maybe two pitches or three pitches that's the other thing so what I think is really important is if a girl see young girls see their own adult team playing in front of them they know all the girls they can see them all they're used to seeing them going and out they're not from outer Mars and they're not from Venus they've got somebody to look up to and somebody to aspire to so I think that's really important on that level mm-hmm. at the time it was really important we needed to do that because otherwise we wouldn't have we an wouldn't have had a an adult team at all if we yeah. had, and this is my you know, point because eight, I yeah. think when we joined yeah, it had to be done know, like like it, it was, you're going it was, to lose girls to potentially other clubs yeah. because if you have an adult Absolutely. team they're yeah. going to go to another club and etc obviously et we, we probably did lose one or two but like if we didn't have an adult team I don't think we would have one now if we didn't amalgamate like to, as you said they would obviously you get to 18 they're not going to stop at 18 do you know the good diehard like, well not diehard like but do you know the people, the girls that are involved and willing to play like they're going to be gone to another club you're not going to get them back they're after you know what I said like mm. if they went to Tullerone like or you know anywhere mm. else like they're not going to leave the, the adult club that they know it's very hard to, to do something you, like that like, yeah, you know, yeah. to get everyone back you'd get a few but like when we joined that time it was we had to Oh no, that, no, oh, yeah, no I'm and, and that. I'm only but taking that instant because yeah. the two year Freshwood and you're yeah. here and I'm just curious just to actually yeah. see because you know when you look at uh, Emeralds St. Anne's are the very same now when it comes to adult level and I yeah. know a couple of years ago they had a semi-final and when you count the amount of players that was actually sitting in the dugout you're actually looking my God there's some of them there's no way they're getting game yeah. time the whole time how are they still there yeah. and how are they keep but training But we played Liz Downey this year there was obviously 30 players on the field but like there was probably was there 10 or 15 between the two teams on the sideline as well so like that's that's a lot of players to be playing and involved in both teams for a team that only split this year you know, and so and the players were obviously coming. It's only won their their minor championship. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, delighted for the girls because yeah. I know a lot of them. Yeah. And like, I mean, I suppose my my big thing is I'm always saying it's about keeping girls playing camogie. Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes you will, like I mean, as I said this year, okay, you take a hit for a year or two, but you have to aim, look at the larger picture, keeping girls playing and aiming and moving forward. You know, and I suppose Rome isn't built in a day and it's a hard thing to do. It was a difficult year, I can honestly say, for the club as a whole. Um, and I suppose we fell in and fell out and, and by the end of it, we laughed and cried together. The yeah. We got beaten by Mullivat, devastated by the whole thing. But there were two of the best matches that I've seen in a long time, like, and to be fair. I mean, second Mullivat match was like a roller coaster. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Seriously, I I'm not over yet. Just stop. Just move on I know what way I was going I'm to not go. talking about nothing going there now. I still robbed. Yeah, they did. I'm telling you, I don't know. I'm telling you, it is. No, but then... I don't even give me started. You're now in... But you're in a place now, Paula, like this ye can say the work was put in a couple of years ago where John Locks and Bennett's Bridge are now aiming to be within a couple of years time that they are under 16 girls they're minor girls they're all going to be eligible for mm. adult that they're then going to go out on their own and please God have 
an adult team themselves and competing oh, for county well, finals. Well, underage, I would have seen that was at under twelve county final last year, and John Locks were playing ourselves in one of the groups. There was the Shield final, and the they have fan, fantastic numbers. So not just Lord and Locks, but any of the amalgamated teams, what they have to do is work at it, holding on to that cohort at under 12, 14, 16. You'll have your natural fall off, but to hold on to those players and keep them coming up so that they feel like you're invested in the club. And that's the hardest thing, because if you were to look at team sheets, um, I can think of one particular club from when they were under 14, under 12, and then to look at it at minor this year, I think there was, I think it counted about eight players that weren't listed. Okay. And they were all from one specific club. That mm. drifted away, yeah. and that's something that the club themselves have to look at. Yeah, mm. but definitely, I totally agree with you on that because, um, like, I I noticed myself from you know kind of, you know, looking at teams and looking at juvenile teams um, throughout the years, and you can actually, you know, when you kind of pinpoint a couple of players and then you don't see them for a few years, like because they have dwindled away from it. I think it is a massive, massive problem when you look at the list of players. <clears throat> but then on the upscope of that as well is you now have girls that have given up camogie at a younger age hmm. and they have seen well they're actually coming back to the sport in their late 20s you know I mean even talking to Alan Roach last weekend with Piltown hmm. um, they now have the three teams as we know but a lot of them girls haven't played camogie in three or four years and they are now trying to build a team and get some of them back into it and a lot of the girls have actually missed it because they quit mm. many years ago however mm. so long ago it is because they missed the camaraderie the Marie bit of sport and yeah. why are you coming back Marie? Yeah. Yeah. Does have food. Next year, yeah, tell definitely not <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd let me <laughs> I don't think they'd want you <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like no thanks we're grand <laughs> <laughs> they have a full forward who actually going. moves now with this thing. That's where she's going wrong. <laughs> See, hold on for the hard road. You don't know that on the Oh, God. Yeah, well, you, you never know. You could always, you know, the, there's an exhibition match coming up now between the senior Camogie women and the former men's that's there, you know. I mean, you could always bring back an exhibition game for yourselves, Paul, and play the current squad and see how that would go. Let's put it like this. I'd be gone after five minutes. I'll referee it. Are you referee? I'll referee it. I'm not playing lasagna's playing. <laughs> no, I can't. I thought Freshford. No, no, no. We're getting yeah, everybody. No, 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 the golden no, no, oldie no, no, Freshford no, no, team no, no, against no, no, the golden no. oldie. Actually, there's some of the golden oldie Freshford team who put us all to shame. <laughs> well, now, if you're going to referee that, you're putting your name in the hat then to referee uh, county games as soon oh, as you hang up the boots in a couple of years' time. Absolutely not. No way. Never happened. She couldn't ref. She'd have to an apology to every other ref in the county. I know. No, 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 no. I I heard her no, I man. have to stand up for her now in fairness. I couldn't say that about her. Paula was worse. <laughs> I only ever got one yellow card. And I probably gave it with you, see. One yellow yeah, card. Yeah, I, I never I got the same. One I got a one and at a blitz <laughs> in below in Butlerstown so. in uh, Waterford. And I got absolutely devoured by the referee. Did you got hit? Oh. <laughs> Was he, meet, was he wrong? Not pointing at anybody no. in particular. Yeah. But yeah. sure, the referee's oh. always right. You know that one, yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah, are yeah. always right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's certainly going to be, uh, I think, an interesting junior county final and we're going to be looking forward to it and it's great that it is going to be the curtain raiser to the senior game as well. It is the Kilkenny Rivercourt Hotel Junior 
county final between Carrick Shock and John Locks Bennett's Bridge and our experts here this evening Anya Fahey and Marie O'Connor have decided they're going to be backing John Locks Bennett's Bridge while Paula Dowling is going to be backing the Carrick Shock women so we will have to wait and see next Monday to see who's going to come out on top with that pairing and I'm certainly one that's going to be interested to see because if it's a draw uh, we will have extra time on the day it will then go to a replay uh, the replays are back because unfortunately whoever wins the junior doesn't get to go forward and represent Kilkenny at provincial level which is disappointing in a way What's, what's the ruling on that Martin? You can only have two teams seemingly in Camogie. It's not the same as the GAA. So our, we're graded as a tier one county. So our two competing teams would be in the Leinster Senior Club and the Intermediate Senior Club. And the juniors can't take part because for what we that's, seem that's, to sorry, perceive... That's a bit mad now, seriously. Yeah. I think it's a terrible rule. I really do. I think it would be great to see all three winners of um, adults grades go forward to represent Kilkenny and Leinster and I think it'd be really good for the junior club as well and I think it would kind of add a bit more bite into the junior championship in, Kilken- in Kilkenny as well it would do, so do camogie as a whole in the country mm. the world mm. absolutely because like I mean if you're coming up against Kilkenny junior champions right say you're from I don't know Leash or wherever or I don't know just pull those out of me or Carlo or whatever and next thing you come along and next thing you beat the Kilkenny champions that's going to give you yeah, some boost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? See, I think the fear is probably there that maybe some of the the other counties, you know, and I'm not going to start naming counties, but they would be perceived to be that little bit weaker. Um, and you come up again a Kilkenny team or whatever that you're going to get trounced in. Mm. But like, I mean, that that happens at the GAA level, and the Absolutely. the junior winners doesn't always get yeah. through, whether it be to a Leinster final or whatever. Yeah, so it's all about promoting the game. I know. So really, they're contradicting themselves but by even saying that. Junior A and Junior B, you know, yeah. that you wouldn't have, yeah. the, as you said, top tier. That's called taking outside the box, that piece, is you it. know. <laughs> It's a pity, but yes, it would be nice to see the three competing teams involved in it. But anyway, that's a discussion for another day that maybe when or if the amalgamation or the whatever they're calling it at this stage now is going to uh, integration is going to happen, that that might be the case. And maybe AIB might come along and say, well, actually, we would like to have all the teams competing in it and it would be great. And. Uh, unfortunately for Bennis Bridge and John Locks, even if it was the case, they couldn't go forward because the same as the GEA, an amalgamated team can't go forward anyway. So, um, But still, it would be nice to have all of our representations going forward to uh, provincial levels. Now, we are going to move on next to the Intermediate County Final, which is sponsored by Shaw's Department Store. It is going to be the meeting of the two red and green teams of James Stevens and the Roar Innistique. This game has had to be swapped around and it's going to be the first game on Saturday morning. It's on at 11.30am and it's taking part in Bennett's Bridge GAA Club. So... I'm going to start with Paula Dowling first this time. Who do you see coming out on top in this game? If you looked at the team, if you look at the teams, in all honesty, you would have to go for um, James Stevens. Like I mean, you'd be saying they've got all the names and all the characters. Okay. But there's something about the roar. Played him in the All County League. I just can't put my finger on. I just thought they their work rate is, is really good. It's phenomenal. They did like I mean, it's not necessarily they want it. There's just something about him. When I look at him, I see the one touch. But then again, James Stevens, you, you have to take him seriously. You've got Emma Minogue, you've got Hannah Larkin, Hannah Scott, Michelle Tien, Anna Donny, Sophie O'Dwyer, Neve Dealey, Rachel I. So many of them that have been involved at inter-county panels at some level. 
Um, either way, I think it'll be very interesting to see how the whole upheaval affects the roar. I think it'll galvanise them in my own head. You'd have to go for James Stevens on paper. Um, but I think it depends on how they deal with Neve Dealey. I think that'll be interesting because she seems to be popping up a lot of, a lot of the matches yeah. and seems to be a major scoring threat. Goals. Mm. Scoring goals. Yeah. But she's got to score goals in Emma Cavanagh. Yeah, that's yes, the, that's that's the, the other yeah. side of it. You know, Marie? Yeah, it, it's, it's, as Paul is saying, I think in, on paper, yeah, you'd be looking at James Stevens. But then like Rowan Steig, like Emma Cavanagh in goal, Kelly Hamilton, massive, massive player. She's a bit like Anna Farrell. She's really after rolling back she years. Is, I mean, I, yeah. I've seen her playing in a couple yeah. of games. Albeit, she didn't probably have her best game in the semi-final. Yeah. But still, she she done enough like to be there and visible as well. Yeah. But yeah. she's she'll a, she's a phenomenal she, talent. She's a phenomenal centre back as well. Like to you know her reading of the game and everything. You know, but you see that that's that's the issue that James Stevens are going to have again. Her because yeah. while she might be named at centre back, she roams around the place. She yeah. doesn't always stay well, at centre back. Centre back, she'll have to mark Neve Dealey. But does Neve Dealey have to mark her? Well, Kelly Hamilton will have to stick on Neve Dealey because Neve, as Paula just said, she's the powerhouse there for the forward line for James Stevens. If if Kelly Hamilton isn't marking her, someone will have to mark her. Do you know what we man marked her? Whether they bring back someone and let Kelly do the Roman, do the sitting back, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. You know, you have Quiva Kermer to then full forward, having a phenomenal year, scoring goals. Yeah, it's, it's. I think. Yeah, I think nine with, in total she has so far. Yeah, which is brilliant. Like, which I think, I think with the with the everything that's going on on Saturday, the roar will be up for it. They really, really will be up for it. But I think, I still think the village are going to come out on top. Oh, and yeah. First of all, I just think it's an awful shame that the game isn't on a bit earlier, so that we could all get to go to the get to go to three matches. Like it's next to near impossible to be racing over to Bennett's Bridge and getting back to Freshford because I suppose we are doing live commentary for the junior and for the senior. We can't even get to get a half an hour. So I think that's a huge pity. Yeah, I I agree with what the what the women are saying there. Like obviously James Stevens have all the names, but the names unless they're going to perform on the day aren't going to win you a county final. I do feel that there'll be an extra bit of bite in Roaring Steeg as well come Saturday. And I think that little bit of extra bite could actually push them a little bit over the line. The girls are 100% right in what they're saying. Yeah, Neve Dealey has been popping up. She's been scoring goals, as has Michelle Tien. But let's be fair, they're coming up against... a different goalie who is in a category of her own in Emma Kavanagh like she's definitely one of the stalwarts one of the leaders on this team she was training this team nearly at the start of the year Rorna Sheik and you know look how far they're nearly after they're after getting here they're after getting to a county final when a lot of people if we're to go back and look 12 months previous they weren't performing as a team as a team at all but when you look at it Moonkine had their homework done and yeah. bar a mistake in the defence that one little mistake is all it takes to score a goal mm. but the Moonkine defence was doing pretty well that defence did leave Neve Dealey in to get the goal other than that they yeah. didn't really threaten with goal chances so I mean if you nullify some of the, the players you know and play your own game as well it is very possible to beat James Stevens at the minute. Yeah, like it certainly is. I suppose, okay, listen, if you're to go, if we're to look at the both teams at the way they, they were named in the county semi-final, right, okay, Kelly Hamilton is obviously at six, Neve Dealey is obviously at 11. To me, I think both of those players could, you know, 
I think both those players have the potential of cancelling each other out. I yep. know it's a thing of like, yes, Neve Dealey or yes, Kelly Hamilton will have to mark Neve Dealey. But I also think that Neve Dealey is going to seriously have to, you know, take it upon herself and she's going to have to mark Kelly Hamilton as well. Like, because Kelly is so used to being able to drive forward and scoring points from, you know, from far out. And as you said, like, she does like to roam. If you look then at Eva Cantwell, is going to be at six for James Stevens. Korea Langton is one of the main scorers for, um, for Rome. Steeg this year and I think that she could cause a little bit of trouble there She's as well. She's after coming back after her cruciate yeah. lads. Like I mean mm. she did her cruciate three years ago. Two, three yeah, years ago. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Yeah, and like I mean when she came back I remember um, like she came back I think a bit probably soon on it mm. but since then it's like that time out has done her the world of good yeah. and like I mean she's a physically strong girl. Yeah. And she's well able to score because I'm just looking through her stats and she is in the top, top five, five at yeah. the minute. Mm-hmm. She has three goals and 19 points scored in a couple of games because I think they only had three games in the group stages um, of uh, the competition when it did start. Uh, yep, they played three games. They scored 10 goals and 35 points in those three games and only conceded 33 points against, which meant that they went straight into a quarter final where they met Emerald. St. Anne's and Emerald St. Anne's would have been fancied by mm-hmm. you in particular at the start of the year but they gave them an awful trouncing like 6-12 yeah. they put up in their quarter final and albeit they came up against a strong Mullinavash team then as well and there wasn't much in it in the end there was only three points and it could have went either way it could have went to extra time as well but it didn't so the Roaring Estigue are putting up phenomenal mm. scores. And like young Quiva Kermurta, not to be like everybody's on about Quiva Kermurta, she's very good at reading a game. She gets her bodies into good positions for laying off a pass and she does have quite a good strike on a ball as well. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, it'll be just be, inter- I do think it will be a case of goals with matches in this yeah. case. And I think if you're to kind of look at both teams, she definitely is the one who, she's like, she's nine goals scored so far this year. She's definitely the one that has, you know, goal on her mind she's she's showing that she's, she's got pace threat. as well like yeah. if she gets around on a player if she rounds a player and she's gone mm. um, I like I mean it's very few players will be able to keep into her to even get in a hook or a block if you yeah. know well, when you talk about goals wise I mean in the league section itself or the round robin series of it I should say uh, James Stevens had three games as well and they scored 13 goals and 33 points so I mean they're well able to mm. score their yeah. goals now they did sc- uh, concede uh, far more goals than what the Roar did the Roar hadn't conceded a goal until uh, they played Mullinavash yeah. in the semi-final like so one goal conceded all year um, James Stevens then when they came up because they went into their quarter final they put up four goals and 12 points against Danes Ford but they had conceded one goal and eight points as well and then they conceded Seed as a goal to Moonkine in the semi-final. They had one eleven to one eight victory. So I mean, they are they are scoring goals, yeah. but when you look at it though they are conceding it so mm-hmm. they have conceded a lot more goals than what the Roars. And I totally agree with you. Emma Kavanagh is in unbelievable form we've seen her play Lucy McGrath is a good goalkeeper herself yeah. for James Stevens. Um, there's no two ways about it. But uh, yeah, uh, if you were to put it down between the two goalkeepers you'd be certainly giving the nod to the yeah. Roar and the Steag over it it is a pity um, that uh, Eva Ling has been there I mean we might as well yeah. say it I mean it, everybody knows it now at this stage she is getting married on Saturday so it's a pity that she can't be part of the big day for the Roar yeah. I mean <coughs> they haven't been in a county final since 2016 last mm-hmm. I mean it's six years you don't get to one no. every year so no. you know it is a pity on that front that she can't take part in yeah. it 
and she like she's going to be you know obviously you know she's obviously going to be devastated but you know she's getting married so you know I'm sure she'll have to get over that now fairly lively but you'd think the husband would uh, give her just change the match for her like he needs to get his priorities I know all just to wait you'd have to wish her the best and I'd say I think it's going to be hard for her presents that they could give her is to bring the cup back to her and say she'd love that yeah but it's going to be hard Well, I did battle. say a bride is fashionably late. I mean, yeah. I nearly got shot when I said that a bride could be two hours late for her own <laughs> wedding, like especially even to I go and play in the first half. I, I actually <laughs> say probably sitting around the table, a lot of us would probably uh, push the wedding. You'd be, you'd you be know, contemplating it. You'd be thinking about no, it. No, but like obviously, I like couldn't. she is obviously going to be a massive loss to Ornish Teague. Her experience alone in there, she's been you know consistent her, on the scoreboard. And her reading, her reading of the yeah, game like, is what's fabulous. She, like, and you know she's been there before. like, And I think that's what probably Ornish Teague are going to miss most about. Her, but that's where I think Rornish Deek would bring that extra bit of a bite and I think there'll be a little bit of a snarl off them on Saturday and I know I've been saying James Stevens all year but I think just the way things have gone and circumstances have flipped over the last two weeks I'm uh, putting my money on Rornish Deek for this match <laughs> OK well you did go for James Stevens ever yeah. before a ball was thrown in uh, in this year's mm-hmm. competition so Marie I'm going to ask you are you agreeing with our I, resident I, expert or are I you going to I went to the village of, uh, three minutes ago but I'm going <laughs> <laughs> Listen to all them scores and goals and the hood. Bloody hell. Feels like it'll be 13 goals each. Um, do you know what? I'll go with the roar. Go with the roar. Okay, you're, so. You're we... just getting up in my hobby house. I started <laughs> off yeah. saying the roar in his cheek. Got on. Yeah. Um, well, Paul, are you going to make it a clean sweep? Do you know what? I don't. Just look, I know, like, I mean, if you look at the likes of. Um, like Anna Donny is a phenomenal player if she clicks on the day yeah. like she is she's a really physically strong player then you, like I mean Rachel I is it seems to be doing the business of full forward she's nippy she's fast um, you just uh, you know it depends on how James Stevens line out as well that's the other thing I'd be saying yeah. Um I, I, I'd imagine so I just well I put it this way to you if Emma Minogue is given the same space against the Roran Stiga she was given against Munkine she's going to cause untold trouble um, and you added into it I mean we've said it as well uh, a good, you said it on this podcast several times a good free taker is worth their weight in gold yeah. and I mean when you have the likes of Sophie O'Dwyer that's putting over a mountain of frees um, this year alone and I mean I even seen her in the semi-final she didn't miss that many I think she missed one in total of all the frees that she got that day you know I mean there's winners there from both teams you know you have the likes of Michelle Teen obviously that's a county player Neve Deedy is a county player albeit maybe the Roar and Nestig may not have the names at adult level but you take Quiva Kermort out of it because she's there at underage level Kelly Hamilton has been there Emma Kavanagh is there with the senior teams Eva Ling has a former player with the county this one is going to be close, but are you going to go with James I, Stevens you know then? Or? Do you know what it could come down to? All John said it could come down to the subs that are introduced. Yeah, I think the I think the biggest battle on the field is going to be who's going to win that midfield battle. I think that's going to be massive for both teams because if you look at it on paper, James Stevens probably have the stronger midfield. But I think it's going to be a lot of what Kelly Hamilton does. Is she going to like tighten it up there? Like, Anya Gallivan does a lot of going. Lads. Yeah. She mm-hmm. does now. Like, I mean, we played them in the All County League at the beginning of the year. Now I have to say we only had 13 players, but it was a ding dong battle mm. the whole way through until we ran out of steams. But, like, I mean, you could see it 
within them. Also, it'll be interesting who slots in in Tifa's position. Yeah, yeah. That'll come to play. Um, I would have, I said at the beginning, they're in a certain, when you asked me about it, I went with the roar, but I probably will stay with the roar. Just, I know, I didn't, we play, I've seen them play this year. Yeah. More so, mm-hmm. I haven't, I've only seen James Stevens once, I've seen the roar twice. Yeah. So on that alone, that is my grounds for that. So apologies to everybody and James Stevens, not going against you because... It's just I know more about the other team. It'll just be interesting to see. And the positional positions of players and the moved positions are going to be very interesting. Can I ask you one question about one particular player? Because you've had the intermediate team and you've trained them as well. When you look at even this year that Hannah Scott has been played predominantly in the forward line and you look, she's back in the half-back line now with her club. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you feel that she's more of a back than a forward? Yeah, 100%. I think she's she is. Back, yeah, she she's always club? been a back. Like she's been, she was full back the year that they won the junior county yeah. final. Like she's been full back all up along, even at underage, she has been full back um, all the way up through. Um, and I suppose like it probably was maybe trying to see if they could, I don't know, build build a full forward, well, find a full forward. a full forward. Yeah, line. she's a brilliant presence about her. Like you know, and she's always going to stay calm under pressure. I suppose maybe that comes from playing full back. But I always found her, she'd never lose the head. She'd never, she can well able to take a score as well, which is obviously you want in a full forward. Like, but, you know, like she's strong, she's she's fast and she's able to score. So when you have, you know, when you have your full back line, a lot. But I think that year we had a lot of backs, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, no, for so lot, yeah. We said we'd try her in the forward line, mm. which, which worked out well for, you know, for us. Mm. Nobody and, has contemplated... Uh, Draw. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised, but I'm just wondering. Right, Evan Minogue, I wouldn't automatically associate her as a wing back. No, no I know they play her as a wing back. Yeah. I would see her as being more of a mid, of a half forward midfield that would fall out. Well, the last day she didn't play wing back, she certainly was out around the middle of the field. Would I be correct in saying that? Because you saw the first half of the game, um, and I think it was midfield that she did. She play wing back. God, I, I know the majority know, of the second half of midfield she was. That would yeah. come out, yeah. bottle up your middle of the field and create a lot of space inside in the full forward and line. fit and fast enough to she's get back in there. Yeah, exactly. You know, like and then you're looking at the likes of the roar. I'd be saying, like, I mean, if you're thinking about it, if you're trying to neutralise um, the likes of, uh, where's she going to be? Neve Dealey. You would actually be packing that midfield. The roar would be doing the same, and you'd be pulling somebody out to present, you know, Absolutely. to give that extra support to yeah. Kelly having to deal with Neve. Yeah. So I'd be pulling out maybe even Anya Gannon out, and then that would leave that extra space whereby Sarah Ryan could pull out two inside on your full forward line. Quiver Kerr Murtaugh would love that space. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and so would Crea Langton because if she, I've seen her do it, that she's coming through the two forwards, pull out wide straight through. Yeah. Mm. That's the way you'd be thinking with the guarded. But yeah, I'd probably go with the roar as I said going back. Sorry, tangents there again. Well, no, no. This, this is what we're here for. <laughs> it is a preview show, so you can tangent away. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that go on. I said I, I went to a boat team, so I can't lose. <laughs> she, she always oh, covers both sides yeah, of the She's little. I want John Scott ringing me Saturday evening. <laughs> anyway, so our three experts then today and tonight are going for, I think, the Roar and the listening to you. Can you change that to the three chancers? I think yeah. that sounds better tonight than the three experts. <laughs> oh, we could. 
Right, uh, the top score anyway in the competition at the minute. Well, we have two Freshford women in studio here with us, and they would be delighted that Lydia Fitzpatrick is still top of the pile, Ooh. albeit by one solitary yes. point. Um, and okay, what I, do we need to take out of it the next 24 hours? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a, a tie then for uh, second place. There's a three way tie with Deirdre Welch from Munkine, Michelle Quilty from Monnevat, and Quiva Kermorta okay. from the Roar in the Steag, all on 30. 7 points hard to believe it Deirdre Welch 37 yeah. points in total no goals in mm. it Michelle Quilty with 7 goals and 16 points and Quiva Kermurta with 9 goals and 10 points so somehow or another I think poor Lydia's uh, record is certainly on the line and going to be broken mm. at the weekend do you know what don't be surprised if there's somebody put to man Mark Quiva Kermurta oh, on yeah. Sunday that's on but Saturday you, but it is going to happen like you'd have to be crazy not to in the first oh, place God, you, like, you know if, if you've got a full forward who's absolutely throwing nine, nine goals in I, you're going to have to going to have to throw yeah. someone on her like we played um, James Stevens this year and we played James Stevens this year and the full back if it now I'm not I'm not 100% sure and I know that's so bad like I'm not 100% sure if it was this girl Emma Gaffney but if it was she's good she's sticky she's tough she's well able to catch a ball and she's well able to drive a ball out and it so it would be a tasty it battle it doesn't have to be happening phenomenal oh, it's, no, it's, it's, it's to neutralise like I mean people forget the benefits of actually having somebody that can neutralise mm. a player mm. that you can put on somebody that and just stop them hurling yeah, yeah. And like I mean, yeah, then yeah. it's the others. Whether it's your centre back, wing back, to sleep in and clear it up from yeah. there. Even never, if the full back never poked the ball. Yeah. If the full forward doesn't poke one, your job is done. That's yeah. it done for you. Know, you don't. Happy you don't need to be clearing twelve no. balls in no, a half. Exactly. Like yeah. You never know. I'm going to roll back a small little bit because I forgot to do announce it during the junior. But on top, as we did say, on your own was there as top score because there is a competition for the top score in each of the divisions this year. So just rolling back the junior a small little bit on your own from Carrick Shock on top with twenty five points. There's a two-way tie in second place currently with the two women from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge. It is Laura Dooley and Lucy Welsh with 20 points each. Laura Dooley with one goal and 17 points. Um, And actually that is completely wrong because my maths making it up at 5.14 will be 15 and 14. That's 29 points. So to me, uh, Lucy Welsh is on top with 29 points. If my maths is right, those, I'm, look, those, those I'm, I'm looking at something here now at the minute, but five threes is definitely 15 oh, and 15 and 14 is 29. So actually, Lucy Welsh from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge is going in four points ahead of On Your Own, who will meet one another in the county final. Bloody so computers, lads. You can't trust them anymore. Yeah, you know that? 29 points. So now, it just doesn't work anymore. We did say Anya. Apologies, Anya, but unfortunately you're not. And this will be in the match programme at all. Calculations done and corrected for so yeah, but anyway, if it is five fourteen, um, Lucy Welsh will certainly go into. But anyway, you have the spreadsheet to confirm all of the scores and everything with it. But uh, there will be a small little token and a prize at the end of the season to see who is top scorer but just to recap the Shaw's Department or Intermediate County Final at the weekend will take place between the Roar in a Steag James Stevens. both of them by the way will be wearing different jerseys the Roar in a Steag will be going with an all white strip the same as their GAA boys and James Stevens will be wearing a navy strip I think I saw there earlier on um, as their second strip for the boys so just you know a little bit of a difference in that one <coughs> but it is going to take part in Bennett's Bridge at 11th 30 a.m. on Saturday morning. That is Saturday the 15th, this coming Saturday. So, 
a lot of games to get to as Anya said pity not a bit earlier that you might be able to get to three mm. games but you could certainly make two games anyway with the intermediate and the day. senior later on but anyway we have to go with what we have now the three musketeers we are down to the senior county final the pinnacle of all things in every county everyone wants to win this Marie O'Connor is looking at me uh, we have 12 of them so <laughs> <laughs> she's not going I to make you much worries I don't even I want to I don't want to know how many you have at the minute now because between the two you I'd say now yeah, no, we celebrated the 12 of many together Paul I'd say did we I'd say now there's medals going around in buckets and drawers <laughs> and shoes and you name it above uh, you fresh there oh god yeah, I bet you do. 100% you do. Yeah, I have them all. I have them all. Drawers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have them all. Pulling off, they're together now or what? Or oh, they are. They're 12 all, of them are together. They're all there together. I, I bet 12. you. Your mother has them organised. <laughs> she, def- she definitely does not. <laughs> uh, I bet you what you like, you probably have all right when you go and look at them. Go and count them. <laughs> anyway, the Senior County Final this year, sponsored by Michael Ling Motors Hyundai, uh, and we were only over there earlier on this evening taking a photo shoot, is going to be the meeting of Dixborough and Thomastown after both teams came out of their semi-finals, their respective semi-finals, only two weeks ago. And of course, Dixborough taking on Pilltown in their semi-final with a 21 points to 10 victory, while Clara put it up to Thomastown for long periods of time in their semi-final, but Thomastown's experience just came to the fore, that small little bit, and they came out on top 213 to 112. So it is going to be a great final. Thomastown, last time they were there was two years ago. Dixborough going for back to back and I'm going to start with Marie O'Connor this time to see who is going to come out on top in this final Marie who do you fancy yeah I it's, it's going to be a good match I think anyway with two, two with Thomastown and Dixborough two very experienced teams both have won county finals before and recently which is which is a big help because I'd say nearly everyone on both panels have been part of the county final wins. Um, it'll be interesting to see will it come down to the two full forwards going head to head, Orla Henrik and Anna Farrell. You know, who who will come out on top there because they're the, they're obviously the, the driving force there for both teams in yep. the semi finals. Um Dixborough have a lot uh, I think I think Dixborough team collectively uh, as a fifteen might be that little bit stronger than Thomastown's fifteen. Again same with the intermediates, a lot of county girls on both teams, you know, on county panels between under or minor and intermediate and senior. You know, you have with Thomastown, like going back to a goalie again, Kate MacDonald, you know, massive, massive player for Thomastown. You know, her experience is brilliant and I've played against Kate in the goal. She's very vocal, very encouraging. You know, Sinead O'Keefe, their centre-back, Joanne Fitzpatrick, half-back, Jenny Reddy, massive player. And as for Sarah Welsh, you know, she she's a powerhouse there midfield. But but Dixborough, Kirsty Marr, like what she done last year's Leinster final for Dixborough when, when they were they weren't going well, she was phenomenal that day. Jane Cass, Kiro Shea, Ashburn winner, you know. You have Aoife Pendergast, Kilkenny Captain, Orla Henrik again, the two Cliffords. I think I'm going I'm going to go with Dixborough on this one. Okay, you're fancying Dixborough, Paula. Um <coughs> Uh, very similar. The thing is, though, Dixborough haven't been scoring goals. No. 
21 points is oh, 21 points is phenomenal wait, wait, wait till we see now uh, coming back into the preliminary games in the round robin series they were in group B they were, so they were in a group of Pilltown, Wine Gap and St Bridget's so they had three games they won their three games scoring six goals and 55 points to three goals and 17 against which put them in to a quarterfinals straight up and again no goal uh, in that they played Barrow Rangers who came through the first round game because uh, they beat someone else and I'm not going to mention who it was but um, it was 18 points to four then in the quarter final and then as I said 21 points putting up against Pilltown then in their semi-final as well so no they're not scoring an awful but lot of goals but they're not they're conceding them yeah but their points are phenomenal that they are getting I've no I've no doubt a lot of scores it. yeah a lot of scores you know, and a good, dis- a good distribution of it like well, no, I think it's what was it eight or nine different score? Was it ten different scores the last day? Mm. And then the watch was there, they had one game and they had ten different scores in it. Like mm. even their their subs that came on, like it was the first ball that Rachel Dowling Rachel got. Dowling got yeah. yeah, first ball she got in her hand straight over the bar. Yeah. Like she mm. she came in, she replaced Orla Hanrick, and it was like right, it's literally just one breeding For into the, the other, next. Yeah. Like. Mm. But I, like I mean, I just think Dixford they're very strong throughout. This was if Pendergast, I just love watching her play. I just think she's mm. such she just she's a team passion. player yeah. she's so, so passionate she's yeah. honest and mm. like I mean like I'd be honest I, I don't know even this year with Camogie I learned I was sort of going Jesus it must be so hard not to pick her mm. so hard because yeah. she's eight different phenomenal. scores they had the last day uh, Orla Henrik was on top with eight points Jenny Clifford had three then there was numerous players with two points you had Ashton McCarty scoring two Lucinda Gans scoring two Amy Clifford scoring two Rachel Dowling came on and got two points and then Evo Gorman and Eva Prendergast all with uh, one point apiece and out of the 21 points 17 of them was from play and four of them was only from play balls mm. it'll be interesting to see the, the, the Aoife Pendergast and Sarah Walsh in midfield yeah that'll be, be fun battle. that's going yeah. to be like like they'll they'll be skin and hair flying there because mm. they're they're both so committed and they're mm. like I mean the amount of running and the amount of off the ball stuff that they do is phenomenal who's been very quiet this year so far is Sarah Barco when you mean off the ball now just clarify it it's nothing untoward oh jeez no no it's their, God, no, it's no, their no. work rate, work rate like, oh, yeah. Yeah. but that's what I mean they're running off the ball as in it's just, phenomenal just in case anyone picks oh, it up like that they're going to be going at one another seriously no 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 <laughs> but um, and then Sarah Barco has been very quiet but I know what she's capable of if she just turns it on like I mean she's she's Mm-hmm. She can, she could, could turn a match on her. Anna Farrell, phenomenal. Trace Donnelly is, Trace Donnelly, like she's just seems to be going well enough at the moment. Uh, then you're coming back, like I mean, Kate McDonald. I, I just straight up, and I like Sinead O'Keefe. I think she's a nice hurler. Oh yeah, very nice. And and as honest as the day is long, what you see is what you get with her. Um, I mean, just getting back to Trace Donnelly there for a second. I mean, I know she had a good game the last day, and she was on Katie Ryan, but. I don't think Therese is going to get the space that she got the last time when oh God, she comes no, up again the full forward line for Dixborough. Dixborough well, back. she's on Jane Cass, that'll be a big battle. Jane, uh, she won't get a foot off, or off a, her. And know, even, even Casey Byrne, Casey Byrne will be like stuck to her like glue. Um, Speaking about sticking to someone like Lou and I'm going to bring on in on this one because we've seen it against Pilltown the last day where Dixborough had their matchups yeah. perfectly correct. Yeah. Every one of them was got right. Do you think that Kira O'Shea is going to have the same man-marking job on Anna Farrell as they done with Katie Power with Pilch on the last day? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the Dixburg girls were definitely at the 
they came back to watch the the Thomastown and Clara game and to me like Kira O'Shea is definitely looking at Anna Farrell she was probably the most dominant force in the Thomastown game she dictated everything when she drifted out the field as well that's where she I felt she really came to life um, and I think certainly she will be wanting to she'll have to mark her just as good as she marked Katie Power like the first the first two three balls that came in when, when Thomastown like were steamrolling ahead 1-5 1-6 to no score they all you could definitely say that Anna Farrell was involved in at least four or five of those scores yeah. you know she literally she was driving that ball in she was at one stage she had actually drifted out nearly as far as around 45 to get the ball to place it put it in the pathway of Eva Hines and I think did she win a free at that that stage and she put it over the bar but I think yeah definitely Kira O'Shea and Anna Farrell that's going to be a massive a massive matchup and I think she, Kira O'Shea is really going to have to be on top form because Anna Farrell you know hard to believe she only had a baby and I know we keep on saying this hard to believe she only had a baby a couple of months ago but she's She's like a girl who's been playing at inter-county level this year and she's literally just, you know, picking back up her form. Dixborough, if they leave Thomastown, get the start that they did get the last day as well, they're going to be in trouble. Can you see that happening? No, I can't. I think I think the game that we're probably going to see this weekend, like I think when you look at it, and I know you're saying that Dixborough are only scoring points and they're not scoring goals, but I think where you have to, where I find, I think Dixborough are definitely, you know, at their best is their defence. Um, you know, we looked at the, the first game there, the amount of ball that Neve Phelan was on within the first couple of minutes was absolutely <coughs> outrageous. She was getting us so much ball. And I, I and I actually think the switch there from Eva Pendergast and Kira Phelan, Kira Phelan going back to halfback and Eva Pendergast pushing up the field, I actually think that's after working really, really well for Dixborough this year. Like, they've such a solid half-back line that the ball is not going to go in as easily as it did for... It's not going to go in as easily for Thomastown as it did in their semi-final. And I think that's where Tara Clifford, Neil Feeling, and Keir Feeling are going to be on top of their game. Like they're going to have to cut that out straight away. Because let's be fair, I mean, Clara could not have foreseen the semi-final no. start like with Mm-mm. Thomastown going in the way they did. Um, just to run down through the Thomastown scores as well that we did. Uh, Anna Farrell, seven points. Four of them were from freeze. So out of there, uh, two thirteen that they scored, which was 19 points. Five of them had come from placed balls. Um, three Donnelly uh, chipped in with 1-2 uh, Michelle Donnelly came on instead of Eva Hines and got a goal Eva Hines herself had two points before she had to go off injured mm. that might be a worry for yeah. Thomaston we don't know how that's going to go and Eva Farrell and Eve Donnelly uh, with a point each as well so apart from Anna Farrell and uh, Kira O'Shea as one of the main matchups where do you see other matchups coming because you've already mentioned the half back line there for Dixborough and I mean it's a phenomenal half back line you take Clara Clifford and the two feeling sisters Neve and Kira. they're a brick house unit the three of them they work so well together yeah they certainly do I suppose like I can't see there being much of a change in either team coming into this game now as you said I think Eva Hines it's all, all going to depend on her injury I know she like she came off quite early and I know they did bring in Michelle Donnelly she, like, she came off quite early in the second half um, but I do think uh, to be fair like I do think Eva Hines is going to be playing a county final she's not going to want to miss out on this the last time that they were in a county final Eva Hines was the player of the match of that day and she knows she's definitely going to want to she's definitely going to want to get back to, the, to that level of playing I think when you kind of look down to both teams um, Kirsty Mar and Kate Mack I know Marie said it earlier 
very, very even, the two of them. Like re- for a player that's not, you'd say, a natural goalie. And I've said it before, Kate Mack to me is worth about five or six points for any team. She's just so vocal. She dictates Both very, ev- both very, very vocal, vocal, to be fair. Like the, both of them dictate everything in front of them. They tell their players where they need to be. And that's massive in a goalie. Like, you know, for any fullback, like, and I know from playing but fullback, it's so important that the goalie keeps on talking to you and telling you where to go and what you need to do. Like, and I think, you know, it, they're very much even up that way and you look at the half but you look at their full back line I think it's going to be a real tussle between Sally Teen and Orla Hanrick. I'm really really excited to see that. I think Orla Hanrick has had a whole new lease of life this year. I think she's been absolutely phenomenal. She's been so consistent in all their games. She's definitely definitely I feel being probably Dick Spurs go-to girl as well and you know she's producing it from place balls and from freeze as well like she's not and she's just the only one from Dick Spurs in the top five um, yeah. like I mean that'll tell you the scoring as Marie and uh, Paula has been alluding to earlier on as well she has amassed 125 28 points in total in all of her championship mm. games so I mean her, as we said before her free taking is exemplary as well yeah, no, it certainly is. And I think, you know, Sally Teen has got all the experience in the world there. And I think you're definitely looking at two kind of stalwarts for each club. So that's going to be a very, very interesting battle there. I think, you know, the half-back line then for Dixborough coming up against that half-forward line, like if it is going to go the way it goes, Eva Hines, Emer Farrell <coughs> and Eve Donnelly. I think Emer Farrell and Eve Phelan, I think that could be a really, really good battle. Neve Phelan likes to drift back Emer Farrell likes to push forward. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how both team, like how both players and both management teams are actually going to combat that. Like, because like realistically, Thomas Hound aren't want to going to be driving the ball down and letting knee feel and like drift over and back and like scooping it up. But then like Emer Farrell, like they're not going to want to let Emer Farrell roam around the field because the you have to remember the two inside forwards, three inside forwards for Thomastown are very, very pacey. And if Emer Farrell gets that ball, she knows exactly where she's going. She's either she's hitting the ball straight down to Trace to Annie Sarah Barker or Anna Farrell. And like is Emer Farrell or is Emer Feeling going to be able to go back that far? Do you know Paula, knee feeling, um a girl with it's hard to explain, but it's like she has an old head on young shoulders. I mean her reading a game is exemplary. She's probably going to places for a ball that someone doesn't even know where the ball is going to land for us, including myself and Anya that we've been looking at her mm. with a long time playing. For such a young player, she's a very good oh, she's, she's a very good reader of the game. game. Brilliant to read the game. But as Anya has alluded to when the ball is coming to her right that's fine but if somebody's driving at her with the ball or is attacking with the ball and pushing forward with the ball it'll be a different dynamic we haven't really seen Neve had to deal with that really yeah. in the championship now, but I don't none, doubt of the, none of well the backs really to. have to to be fair No, I'm sure she'll probably be well able to deal with it but it'll be a different dynamic because the, bi- hard, the biggest mistake that uh, Thomastown could make is not to bring the game to James Stevens. They're going to have to attack straight or Dixborough. to Dixborough. She's in the last game to Dixborough. They're going to have to attack straight off. So, like, I mean, that'll be an interesting dynamic within itself. Um, I don't think there's any fear of that, though, because I mean, if you're a Thomastown management, you're certainly going to say to him, "Well, you've nothing to lose." The same mm-hmm. as you know any of the other games. If you tear into Dixborough first, God only knows what might happen. You might get a couple of scores on the board early and if you hit Dixborough early enough, we don't know what they have been like because they haven't really been tested in that position. They haven't been tested. I think it'll be a, very much a backs game. 
I, I just feel that it could be But if you were saying you feeling it sitting back so deep at the likes of it's going, refer, to, it's going, it's going to, to invite Monterey. It's going to be a hard call, like, does she stay back? I know obviously you're going to see how the game is going, like, but if Emer Farrell is picking up scores or picking up mm. great balls into the full forward line, she's gonna to have to pick her up. Yeah. She can't just sit back like with leaving that. And is that going to bring her out for comfort zone yeah. as well? Do or know, do like they let somebody fall back else. from the middle of the field yeah, yeah. for to sit back and let one of the, the, the half forwards fall out or whatever? Yeah. Like it's just, it'll be interesting to see what the tactics are going to be go. very yeah, interesting. Massive, and like yeah. I mean I have to say no better men than the likes of the two Carls and um Dan O'Neill. Yeah. They're shrewd oh, out. Yeah. Like Dan mm, was yeah. a very good centre back in his own day, like I mean and beautiful reader of the ball mm-hmm. but like it'll be interesting to see how the dy- dynamic of that goes and the same on the other side with Thomastown you have quite a shrewd you know, management team there as well and, mm-hmm. and they they haven't they know how to win yeah both teams know how to win but I do think if Dixborough get this one this will make this will really test them this is yeah. like saying like we're not a flash in the pan yeah. we're here to stay Th- there's an amount of pressure on Dixborough for this one but I to me I think like the game is going to be I think whoever if I think the Thomastown half back line and the Dixborough half forward line I think that's where the battle is going to be won it'll be very interesting to see how Sinead O'Keefe is going to cope with Lucinda Gahan and I think that's going to be a massive, massive telltale in them. We all know Lucinda Gatton. She's a really strong physical player. She, When she gets that ball, it's head down and she's going like 90. Amy Clifford and Asha McCarty, like Joanne Fitzpatrick for me, I think for Thomasen this year has been absolutely phenomenal. It'll be very interesting to see is she going to pick up Asha McCarty or is she going to pick up Amy Clifford? Because it's, to be fair, it's much of a much really between the two of them. Or is the thing, are they going, like, cause I actually think Joanne Fitzpatrick's style and maybe physicality would probably suit better on Lucinda Gahan than Sinead O'Keefe would. I feel like Sinead O'Keefe likes to maybe roam roam back a bit like and I think that's where I think that's where that's going to that's going to where that battle I think it's going to be huge in regards to that line of who's going to really come out on top in this game and to be fair Amy Clifford probably had one of her quieter games the last day Um, I know herself and her sister came into it uh, in the last 15-20 minutes um, and they got some nice scores but up to that she had been quite enough. Yeah, I think it's when she got that. And you actually mentioned that in commentary, yeah. Um, from nearly, God, it was nearly 65 yards out. And I think between herself and Jenny, then, like, they scored five points and nearly in succession after one another. And I, yeah, like, but I think, I actually think with this younger, with the younger guys on the Dixborough team, I think they kind of nearly rise to the occasion of a county final because they're so used to winning. Like, it may not be the same for maybe, like, the older guys, like Orla Hanrick. Like, yeah, okay, like, they've won, they won the county final last year and they won it again in 2020. But I think like for all that other team, like you look at the likes of Kira O'Shea, Jane Cass, uh, Kira Fiel and Eve Fiel and Tara Clifford, Aoife, Quiva, um, Asha, Amy, like they've all won at underage level at the top level at A. Whereas, you know, the likes of maybe Orla, Lucinda haven't necessarily won it at mm-hmm. underage. Like, yes, they've obviously been there competing, you know, at the top. But I think there's an awful lot of, there's a huge winning mentality in that Dixworth squad. As there is in Thomastown, there's no doubt about it. No, Listen, there's not. But Thomastown, Thomastown has very good as well. Has been there as back-to-back champions before, right? So they have done it. Dixborough yeah. haven't. Mm. And you've said it before, like this. While they're definitely going to go into this as hot and raging hot favourites, and probably rightly so on the results that's there. I mean, for them to be 
classed as a really, really good team yeah. um, to prove it to themselves as well. You have said it before that they need to do the back-to-back. So is that putting a little bit of pressure on themselves like to to go and do a back-to-back or do they just go out and play their normal game as normal? Do you know what? I think definitely in 2021 it was putting an awful lot of pressure on them. I feel like in 2021 they won they probably thought that they were invincible and that they were going to win it every year after that probably losing probably only like only getting to a quarter final in 2021 I definitely think that's helped them grow and more mature and I definitely think that this is why you know last year winning and then this year coming back I don't think I think for Dixburg they're not be going to be going out there with the with the mentality like you know we're reigning champions like we won it last year it's our divine right to win it I think they're going to approach this game with caution they know exactly what Thomas Town are like I don't think Dixburg are going to take anything for granted yes okay I know we're saying that they're raging hot favourites in it but then again write Thomastown off at your peril because this is a county final at the end of the day and Thomastown very very rarely lose county finals and that's the way I think Dixborough will be approaching the game as well Also Dixborough have some great subs there to come on as yeah. well mm-hmm. and like you might say they're, I, I, I know for a fact they're pushing hard to train mm. a lot of those girls trying to break through and get onto the team Yeah. Um, Which of the two teams do you think has the, the better bench? I think they would have the last day from the semi-finals Dixborough would have now I know they were probably up a few points when the girls came in but yeah. to come on and even score what you say one girl got two points and, yeah. you know well like I mean like I, I would say probably Dixborough looking in my own I would head say, mm. I would say Dixborough like I suppose what kind of what made me think about that more so was Okay, listen. I know they had a comfortable win in their semi-final by ten, eleven, and points for that. But, but when you Piltown, you're still, like, you're a, still really a really good, good team. team like, but you can afford to take off your full back, yeah. your centre back, and your full forward. In and, no and other club yeah. would that happen in any match because they would probably more than likely may not have the back and forth. Whereas Dixburg did; they have the back and forth. Do you think that's a hindrance to Marie that they had an easier semi-final? No, because like. Uh, they didn't like. I think Dixborough would be happy with their semi-final because it wasn't like you know like say we went back to Bennisbridge and John Locks they scored 4-17 like 21 points that's a lot of scoring oh it and, is a lot as, of yeah as we, you said earlier Martin like the amount of people that had scored like that's bringing nine, like say eight or nine players. They're going to be happy with their performance, like that. They're going to be kind of going in, you know, going well enough, like you know, I can pick off a point of the. It's the confidence yeah. to even shoot. Never mind getting them and then getting them, and you know, like it's. But being happy is one thing. Like you as a player, if you're in a semi final, would you rather have a really tight battle before you go into? a county final against a team that you know is going to be difficult or would you rather that you had a 21 points put on the board that there was 8-9 different scorers everyone played well you know there was only a couple of points from freeze most of the majority was from play like that's what I mean by easy would you rather be in a tight battle going into a county final or have a confidence booster of having a lot of scores before you go into one yeah I think it kind of comes down to who you're playing if I went into a semi-final thinking, yeah, look, we should we should do it today, and then it becomes a big battle, then no, because it, we shouldn't have got that close. They shouldn't have got that close to us. Whereas if we went in against a team that were like, oh God, we really, really have it up to us now, and it was a close match, then I'd be happy. 
It, it, I, t- I think it depends on, who, yeah. you know, like who who you're going to, who you're after, yeah. actually playing against. Like so does it play with your mind then as a player? Like if you're thinking to yourself, well, Jesus, we had an easy semi-final now, but we're going to play a tougher opponent. Does that play on your mind then? Well, I think, look, the game is gone. The semi-final is kind of gone. I think it comes down to how you feel. Like if, if you had a bad semi-final, you're going to be thinking about yourself. You know, as in how I can improve you know, God, I didn't, I should have got that goal. I should, you know, it's, you're going to be thinking about your own performance and obviously the team as well, uh, you know, as a collective. But I think with your own performance <coughs> is, is what these girls are thinking about. Like Laura Hanrick, she's happy after the semi-final, but she knows that, that's So gone. would I if you were scoring you eight know? points, yeah. I mean? Orla knows that that match is over. You know, that, that doesn't make yeah. it... If she, if she comes out and doesn't As the man perform, say, you're only as good like, as your next game. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm you telling know, you... Like she's, she's been around long enough, same with Anna Farrell. They know they have to play well on, sat- on Saturday. You know, and it, it does come down to your own confidence and what you're able to to, to pull out on the And day, I'm like. sure both of those teams, right, the train sessions last week were hell for letter because... Mm, absolutely. We, I can honestly say... I'd say most players, okay, you'll think about your own performance in a semi-final and you'll be analysing and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, you won't give a hoot because you're in a county final. And it's that train and not the week before, it's the two weeks before it. People will be taking scalps out of each other at training. Like, I mean, it's like, I I, I can still see um, flashbacks here, it's not good. Uh, You know, people like just skinning you. And every ball that was going for it is actually, it's physically as tough as, as if you were playing that match again because I'm sure both those clubs there's girls on that sideline that want to be pushing for places Yeah. and if they're not pushing for places that's when it's going to show on Saturday between the two exactly, teams yeah. but There has to be huge momentum for places and to see who's going to play in a, a county final as well but question do you think support is going to play a big part on the day like I mean if both teams bring a big crowd with them and you have support on the sideline. Like, can that be a hindrance? Because if you're not going so well, you can hear all the mumblings. Maybe you don't as a player, but, you know, <laughs> there, there are certain people that will tell you, like, whether you're going well or you're not going well. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, if you are going well, you have the pressure then of the crowd behind you because obviously the expectation then is high and you don't want to be leaving the supporters down either. So can it be a help or can it be a hindrance? I think it's a massive help. I think like I think having the crowd behind you, it's like having a sixteen player on the field. Like that's my opinion on it. Um, like I think, you know, it's just the encouragement. And I think like I think supporters and fans are very much like when they go to the matches, they they are full of encouragement. I like I know. Listen, you can have the odd person at a match that might throw the old abuse out there, or whatever the case may be. But I don't think you find that as much in camogie matches. I really feel like when it comes to the camogie support, that um, it they are a massive addition and I think like both teams Dixborough and Thomastown are going to bring a huge amount of support um, to to Freshford on Saturday and I think you know it's definitely going to push either team over the line there and I think both teams they're like they're so used to being in county finals that you know this is kind of nearly another battle against the supporters as well like you know they have their own little match to play on, on the sidelines too so yeah I think supporters is massive I think it's a huge huge benefit to the game A lot of supporters sometimes if they do start moaning and whinging what they do forget is that no player intentionally goes out to play a bad no, game exactly yeah Right we all have days where you're off where you're not playing well but I do think it's that it can be depending if your crowd if they're backing you and, and do you mm. know when you're going for a ball and somebody's showing you you have it even if you don't bloody even if you're about five yards behind the person but you know when you have that positive you can do you know that 
mm. that drives you on. Yeah. And then when you get in that block and get in that hook and you hear that cheer, it is that 16 player thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it must be very difficult though when, like, I mean, if the opposite happens and say you're the one taking the shot and the goal and it goes wide, but yeah. I wouldn't know much about that, Marie. No, I never missed much. <laughs> <laughs> never listened to, listen to anyone either, <laughs> No, we don't. But like, that's what I'm just saying. It's just, but I think when you get inside the pitch, you don't yeah. really, yeah, you don't really hear. It's like background noise. Would you agree? It's it's yeah, out. yeah. I found out when Freshford played Johnstown relegation, the Fenians crowd. Yeah, I've never witnessed anything like it. Talk about the 16th man. Mm. It was. It was obviously it wasn't impressive to watch because we were losing, but it was. As you said, it's when you're on the pitch, you don't notice it as much because no. you're you're literally concentrating on yeah. the ball. But on the sideline that day, it was it was it was massive. And they were like all they literally were, on the bank yeah, behind the it dugout. Was, it was nearly intimidating. They were all ready, like as if some if if anybody was going to come into that pitch, those boys were ready to yeah. jump that wall, like and they, they were, were going. But definitely, I think if you're involved with a team or if you're playing with a team, you don't even realise what's going on. No, you're so in the zone. And I suppose I, I even found out this year that I people were asking so I was half time the match what's the score I had a notion yeah I had a notion I was too busy following the play and, and you know you just don't get into that so like I mean as I said it's in the background but but if like when that key score comes and next thing you I hear, I think if it, if you're if it's a very close match and a point comes and key, then you and hear, hear the, the crowd cheer, going, ah, it's like, like oh yeah you're like oh god they are you know it, yeah. it, at that stage it is I find it. Do you remember was. there was one particular coach of ours that said if we were like losing whatever and if you get a goal to run into the goal pick up the ball and bring the ball out with you to wherever you're after playing so if you go look for the slitter slow down the play. <laughs> There's a big gamesmanship. <laughs> okay, what are the odds on that one of the teams will use that now at the weekend? Oh, God. <laughs> well, if they do, we can certainly blame you for it. <laughs> uh, just on that, uh, obviously, the, the top scores then in the senior, it's strange enough that we have two teams partaking in it, and both of them are well down the pecking order when it comes to the top scores. So, hopefully, all these are right now at the minute. But on top currently sits What's Mary O'Connell <laughs> with two goals and 32 points. Yes. Yes, that is 38 points. Roisin Breen was pipped after the semi-final. She was on top for a long time with 231. That's 37. Steffi Fitz from Young Ireland's coming in then in third place with 30 points. And then we have the two participating teams. Eva Hines is on 29 points with one goal and 26. And Orla Hendrick with one goal and 25. That's 28 points. So there's a nine, nine to ten point swing uh, there that someone needs to get in a county final to top that. I don't know is that going to happen so Which doesn't that show how evenly the two teams are in the final probably yeah. have the greatest distribution of scores yeah, yeah. exactly so it's, probably, it's probably detriment to one of them like that they're not going to end up with the top scorer and well, be I a county they champion a but a county oh, final. Exactly. <laughs> doubt it they'll trade the medal for the, the, the award I don't think so right your predictions Mrs Fahey or Mrs Farrell whichever you prefer at this stage now I'm going to start with you Who's going to win the county final, the senior county final, the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai senior county final? Do you know what? I think it's probably one of the most evenly balanced county finals I think we've had in a long time when you kind of look at all the stats and look at even the players around the field. Like, and, you know, again, I think it's going to be, it's going to be something maybe similar to the intermediate one the battle at midfield I think is going to be massive as well for both teams but I just feel like I don't think 
I'm going to go with who I'm going with all along. I'm sticking with Dixborough, but I don't think it's going to be as big a margin as we could have maybe previously had spoken about all those weeks back. But I do think Dixborough are going to pip this one. Okay, I'm going to move down the line then, obviously, to Marie next. Yeah, as I said earlier, I just think Dixborough... With across the 15 I think are just that little bit stronger than Thomastown as Anya said it's going to be a close one but I'm going to I'm going to stick with Dixborough you're going with Dixborough as well Pete I'm going for a draw <laughs> God you're now, so hold, hold, awkward hold, hold, hold on a minute now hold on a minute you can't just say you're going for a draw the reason being uh, wait 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 roll, roll back now are you going for a draw after the 60 minutes that it's going to go into extra, extra time, time. or are you about. going to say that it's going to be a draw after extra time no. and we all have to come back no, for a it's replay going be, it's going to go to extra time I wouldn't be one bit surprised who will win then Good woman, Marie. You got it depends on the starting team. Good woman, Marie. Off that fence there. It depends on the starting team. I'm going for the draw. I just. Oh I my think God. The reason being, right? She was always disowned. <laughs> just oh call it. <laughs> the last time we were given out for not going for a draw in the bloody last championship, I just, I just think I have a, I, like on paper. It should be Dixborough, right? But on Thomastown, I'm just looking and it's like their dander is up. I just have a feeling their dander is up. So it'll be nothing between them. That's what I'm Right, so what you're oh. telling me is then that we have to go and find a new venue now for a replay on the following Saturday. Oh, I didn't say that. I just said after... Um, <laughs> Sheila Dowell would gladly have his back on Freshford. Um, you know, look, on paper, you'd have to go for Dixborough, right? That's been honest about it. Across the board, their bench looks quite a good bit stronger. Um, and that's from having seen all of those girls. I know a lot of the girls that would be the, the subs would be minors or whatever like that. And I know that they are all probably itching. I can imagine their transitions are quite tough. The same in Thomastown for the last week. I would say a draw, but if you made me push me to the pin of my car, I'd am. say Dixborough. Right, okay. So that's it. A clean sweep across the board after extra time, then Paula Dowling has No, not after extra time. I said it's draw at full time. <laughs> draw at full time, then it goes oh, to extra time. Then it depends on what team starting the extra time. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, uh, what did I put penalties. myself in for? No, well, no, no only after a replay. I think they should go to penalties. No, <laughs> I've, had, no. I've had enough of like extra time no. in the last no, no. last no, no. Imagine Thank those you. two goalies oh my God, going yeah. on a penalty no. shootout. That'd be brilliant. Think, yeah. think of those two goalies' mothers that would be having heart attacks <laughs> in the stands because I nearly had to deal with that last week. Come here, we were having a heart attack in Nolan Park on Saturday and we weren't even part of any of the Teams mm-hmm. when I went to penalties, like so. No, I've seen what way penalties are, and it's not a nice way to finish. No, it's, no not. it's not. No, it's not. It's not. A but nice it's not penalties in Camogie. It's forty-five meter freeze. So the two, the two, the two goalkeepers has gone out the side and she and none the rest of the players. So maybe a few penalties in the match. No, definitely not. But well, so I wouldn't rule it out now. Anyway, talking about penalties in the whole lot, it is going to be a huge day as well for another team that's going to be partaking in county final days, and that is the team of officials that's going to be taking part in. Uh, and we can't have games obviously without referees, and we can know that all of the media attention that's been put on referees, and thank God none of it has been Camogie games. Well, do you to be know, fair. I, can I say just sorry, and I need to say this. I was at two matches yesterday, right, and both of the matches that I was asked, I was really. I didn't even realise the referee was refereeing it. So that was a pleasure to go to a match and it would just let the game flow and they were both so enjoyable to watch. That's 
like I just compliment them seriously they were very just it was a pleasure to watch the match the referee did their job anytime there was a free given it was clearly explained there was consistency in the rules um, it wasn't like you were listening to somebody at a rave whereby they're blowing their whistle every fucking five minutes or two seconds it was nice and calm everything was clearly explained and the weather was brutal yesterday so it was difficult yeah. enough All to was referee shocking yesterday, that. Yeah. and um, it was just I, I, okay, I didn't come out in the winning side in the matches, but by God, it was a pleasure to go to a match and actually just sit there or stand there and watch and see people do their job. Um, both teams were on both matches were very happy with the referee, both referees, and just to say well done to them. Well, it is a big day, so the best yeah, of luck to absolutely. all of our match officials and especially to Paddy O'Reilly. It is a, a big one for him, it's his very first senior county final, so. It'll be a good and a busy day for them. But yeah, look, we can't have games, as we said before, without officials. So as much as we might not agree with them most of the time, you know, we have to respect them and make sure that they get respect and, you know, anyone can let an owl, a split of away every once in a while. Um, they don't mind too much about that. So, yes, it is. Uh, obviously, we have to say... Uh, our neighbours in Carlo had their county finals on yesterday and I know that Linda Kenny was a very busy woman up in Carlo and they started off with junior county final where Burn Rangers took on Mount Leinster Rangers in the decider and it was a six point victory for uh, Mount Leinster Rangers 5-7 to 3-7 so Mount Leinster Rangers I think will now go into uh, the championship um, or do they I have to check that one out actually now because the other one obviously was Moishal and Nay Breed that was in the senior competition and Moishal 23 victories in a row That's crazy 23 victories now it's not as bad as Bally McCarberry in Waterford 41 yeah, football beat, finals they beat Cork then the Cork team at the weekend they so did they're, they're true yeah they're true now in the football yep. Cork the watch the, who are the Mona Oh God, I can't think of who they were. And I saw Barry, it earlier on, all right. Yeah, seven interventional titles in a row, and yeah, Van Carberry beat them, so it's great. But yeah, twenty-three county titles. It's uh, some some yeah. of us only want one. You know, <laughs> you may keep playing fight. Yeah, so it must be Carlo too, because Carlo won, uh, which is my ship. So they're playing Nace in the Leinster Championships, and Carlo too are away to Maynooth so yeah it is Mount Leinster Rangers so they'll partake in the junior uh, Leinster but um, yeah I shall, it was on top again 23 in a row 11 points to 1-5 so look congratulations to Moishal hard luck to breathe. they did put it up to the reigning champions Um that's another debate like whether it's the same in Ballygunner with the hurling like that they're after doing what 9 in a row now as well um, is it 9 in a row it is near enough to it I think yeah you know, the debate is there whether that's good for counties or not. But then again, it's up to other clubs to come up to the standard that's there in front of them as well. But yeah, well done to Moishal and to Mount Leinster Rangers. And we will be keeping an eye on their progress in the provincial championships, just like we will be as soon as our own county finals are over and done with. I know that our intermediates are at home uh, in their uh, Leinster quarter final against the Westmeath what champions on the 29th of October, that weekend as far as I know. It's our intermediates. Yes, and the seniors are not out till the 12th of December and there's no boys anymore at senior because Offaly has been regraded to a tier one county um, so their champions will come in and take part in the semi-final as well so there's no more boys uh, and that fixture is down for the 12th and I can't remember whether the Kilkenny team is at home or not but we will have all them, they're away 
all the way to Nafina. St. Vincent's. Nevon. Yeah, St. Vincent's. Yeah. Nevonchen, yeah. They won the Dublin County final uh, last weekend, I think mm-hmm. it was, um, or the weekend before. So that will take place uh, up there. So, yeah. Um, busy weekend ahead so mm-hmm. just to recap again the Intermediate County Final the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate County Final will go ahead this Saturday the 15th of October at 11.30am in Bennett's Bridge with the meeting of James Stevens and the Roarness League then it's off to Freshwood we go at 1 o'clock where the meeting of the Junior Championship sponsored by Kilkenny River Court Hotel will see Carrick Shock take on John Locke's Bennett's Bridge and we will have live and exclusive mm-hmm. coverage on that game online and with KCLR and that is all thanks to our sponsors Jerry Comerford Drill uh, <coughs> Well Drilling they forgot to put the well in the notes that they sent to me but yes Jerry Comfort Well Drilling is going to be sponsoring the junior uh, broadcast on Saturday live from Freshford and then yeah. at 3 o'clock we will have the throw-in for the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Senior County Fine between Dixborough and Thomastown that is also live thanks to Tracy's Home Value Hardware in Thomastown as they will be sponsoring that broadcast for us as well so mm-hmm. And the Camogie season's not even half finished yet, lads. No, it's not. And we still have lots to discuss because obviously the All-Star nominations was announced as well. Um, The Soaring Star nominations are coming out tomorrow when you're listening to us because obviously it goes out on a Tuesday. We're recording on a Monday. So we will see um, if any of our Kilkenny players are nominated for a Soaring Stars. But 11 girls have been nominated for an All-Star in the senior uh, grade. And we will be focusing on that later on in a couple of podcasts time uh, because I think we have enough done for tonight hopefully we brought you some insight a bit of crack some galan gallery mm. controversy whichever you want to call it yeah, it's still all Freshford a bit will look after us now on Sashi with soup and sandwiches absolutely say surely Mario I'm Connor. saying nothing I'll have Mario O'Connor doing runs up is Marie, is Marie doing the bacon Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust that now, Martin. <laughs> Some moment to make brown bread. <laughs> I'll, ju- I'll just. I'll just. What are you going I'll to be doing, Paula? <laughs> anytime you're going to Freshwood, you're always welcome and looked after. Now we are now. To be fair, fair, now I can't can't fault that at all. At all. Although I have to say, now Tullerone looked after us very well the last day as well, with plenty of tea offerings and Will the whole lot. The soup. The soup came with the producer. Now it wasn't as peppery as it normally is, but it was still nice. Now I have to say, standards are dropping, are they? You know, to get to the end of the season, getting pushing on now. She's take it easy, you know. <laughs> and okay, just before we go as well to get back to Komogi topics, um, obviously, like this is the last outing in Kilkenny this year. We've had a really, really good year club-wise, and I think it'd be really nice to see as many people supporting all the county finals, you know, as we can because it's it's a great opportunity to see a lot of inter-county Komogi players as well on show in definitely two of the county finals anyway. So you know, it would be brilliant to see everybody, and, and it's good value. There. It's great value. It's and good as well value. As that, like they're going to have it's it's going to be a big open pitch. So it's going yeah. to be a big open game. Yeah, you're going to see some. I I. I definitely be going to see some great camogie at the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Should be good now on that level. Well, we can announce the admission prices because it is ten euro for adults. It is five euro for students and OAPs on the day in both venues. Um, you're getting a double header in Freshford for that. Obviously, card and cash payments will be taken in Freshford, but the card payments will only be taken through the main gate as you come up by the school. So don't go to the bottom gate because you'll be sent all the way back up again if you have no cash with you. Um. 
Um, and we will just have to wait on confirmation to see if card payments are accepted in Bennett's Bridge as well. So uh, programmes, there is a souvenir programme on sale and they will be three euro as well. So that's in the process of everything being done. So where could you go wrong with it? You couldn't is the answer to it. Hopefully you've enjoyed our special preview show here this evening. My thanks as always to Paula and Anya, our resident uh, go-to person that's here. I mean, she was busy last Saturday as well on the hurling front of things. Hopefully matches this weekend are going to be as enjoyable. My thanks also to our special guest, Marie O'Connor, one of our spies. It's great to have her in studio and now she's not a spy anymore but she'll be on duty um, at the weekend. But... Don't worry, yeah, Marie. You're the spotter hanging out of any tree and any jaybitch around Kilkenny. Yeah. With binoculars. She's actually spying for the Come On Kind podcast. Yes, and that's still in full view as well because... Uh, again, a numerous amount of text messages yeah. from players. Make money out of this. Yeah. Marie, Marie is only one of very many that has any input into this and that will all be happening in a couple of weeks' time as well. The jerseys are done. They're fab. Yeah. They're fab this year. The colours are immense. We obviously have a new sponsor. So our junior is going to be done by Michael Saunders Electrical, Michael in Winegap. So uh, he'll be first up uh, this year. Um, Also, we have back our resident uh, sponsors with Killery Lighting. They're going to be doing the intermediates again this year. And then the Roach Sports Injury Clinic is on the senior. So... We will be doing a, a broadcast. Not sure if we're going to be live again this year when we're doing it, but um, we certainly have a lot of discussions to go about uh, to get well, that sorted well, first. Up last year's live, um, so maybe <laughs> the golden shouldn't. envelopes have gone. Do you not? Do you not? Do you not hear about this though? No, no, she's right. She's right. She's right. No, she's right. I mean, we were here. We were chopping and turning, and we were putting in the players of the year on the envelope, and they were all printed out nicely. And stupid me put the wrong player in the wrong envelope. Then the second envelope that came had nothing at all in it whatsoever. So eventually, we just scrapped the golden envelopes and decided that we just call out the winner. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we certainly have learned from that. Anyway, uh, oh, and our. Oh, can I just say. Um, one, I, have, I have one more mention to do before you do that. <laughs> our player of the year in the Come On Kind and our top scorer this year is going to be sponsored by a new sponsor as well. And it is Hoolan's Physiotherapy, sponsored by our own Elaine Hoolahan, who has been our minor physio. You know a lot about that woman over there I'm telling you she's a Limerick woman and she's cracked and she's spending her money in Kilkenny so we always knew we get money out of a Limerick woman up here eventually so fair play to Elaine for that uh, the trophies are lovely I have to say and yeah just something nice Mrs Downing you wanted to say something just anybody who has actually a couple of um, text messages um, about the under 13 Development Academy. Now we haven't had it on due to the fact that we had all the under fourteen county finals run last weekend, and this weekend we also have the senior county final. So we'll be in contact in the next week or so to arrange a date for that, just to let everybody know. Because I've got a good few texts about it, so it hasn't been forgotten about. It's just to be our last day from when we're um, doing the last of the under fourteen academy. Good woman. Thanks for that. You just have to remind me of something else now as well. Obviously, the uh, Players' Holiday Fund, because the Academy has been pushed back because of... uh 
the elite yeah. camps that has been going on and mm. fair play to all of our girls they have been well attended and everyone that turned up to them got great coaching the weather was crap at the weekend but everybody loved it but also coming out of that if you want to see the current All-Ireland champions of 2022 take on the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Stars of latter years then the place to be is Johns Park that is O'Loughlin's GAA Club on Saturday the 22nd of October with a 2pm throw-in where you can see Grace Welsh marking her brother Tommy in a fiercely her, her, hot her record is starting lads can't wait to see him. I can't <laughs> wait to see any petition to get Pat O'Neill playing <laughs> oh god yeah. well no I can't tell you who's playing yet because it hasn't been announced but it's all I can tell you is the tickets are available from any of the players currently that's on the panel for 2022 this year um, they will be available at some stage online as well admission is only a tenner and where would you see Tommy Welsh Mark and his sister on a hurling field apart from out the back when they were younger <laughs> there's going to be skin and hair flying there I'm I'd telling you there needs to be somebody there with a spray tan boot because I'd say some of those legs haven't seen the sun in a long long time <laughs> have we say, very have dodgy you could, you'd actually might need sunglasses with the glare coming off have we St John's or the Order of Malta Order of Malta I think is going yeah. to be the most important one and I'm not talking about the girls needing it either no, no it's definitely <laughs> But yeah, look, it is a it is a major fundraiser for the girls. The golf classic was a huge success last weekend as well. But this is a bit of crack, a bit of gallery as well, and it's also fun. I mean, we've had the hurling for cancer charity where Miriam Welsh and Ashing Thompson has taken on the boys, and they haven't been out of place in it either. So this is going to be great crack. I do believe that possibly DJ Carey and Eddie Brennan will be starting for the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Stars of yesteryear, along with Tommy uh, Welsh. So. I mean, if you want to see some fine camogie players taking on the former All-Ireland winning stars of yesteryear in the GAA, then come along to Johns Park in O'Loughlin Gales on the 22nd of October. It's a Saturday afternoon at two o'clock with admission. Only €10 and you can pay on the day as well if you want to. You tickets are preferred beforehand, but money will be taken on the gate. So it's going to be... Another interesting and very enjoyable game. And you never know, there might even be a live broadcast coming from there as well that we will have details maybe of that in the coming week. So, have we anything else now to discuss before I sign off here? Because I think now that I've... uh I've bitten off more than I can chew bringing in three women and the other one here to my left hand side then giving me notes all night now I have to say thank you for the notes they're brilliant as usual so thank you very much but I think we're ready to throw the only thing is I suppose just to be aware we still have the starting of the under 22 championship in the next coming ah stop yeah ah Janie oh Anya's in the zone yeah I am can't wait it's great I love the under 22 under 21 championship I think it's absolutely brilliant are you managing a team No, that says it. We'll have to keep. We'll have to keep an eye now. Are you managing the Freshwood team? No, I, well, no, I don't. Oh, do I'd love to go toe to toe with you. I don't imagine. I just do loud. I am. I am not refereeing that game. I can tell you that much right now. I'm not. Whatever day it's on, I'm not available. Either I'm not available. I'm actually very quiet on the side. Yeah, yeah. When it's over, yeah. When there's nobody else in the field. Yeah. Sorry, I got a fit of hysteria there at a minute. I thought someone said something um, that <laughs> no, they were it quite... it's a great championship. It it's is, one. It is, and it's a great because you get to see some of your players that are 
on the cusp yeah. they're playing without their so-called maybe stronger players and moving a D year to the under 22 is very beneficial oh, yeah. to a lot yeah, of girls as well so. I think so yeah I just I think it's just really good because I actually find I actually find especially like obviously with, just with Tullerone I can only talk from that point of view I feel like a lot more girls actually want to play under 22 before they go on and play at adult level be it at senior intermediate oh, yeah. or junior and I feel like they really enjoy coming back to play the under 22 so mm. I think it's really good yeah well, it certainly is. Right, the time has caught up on us. I feel like Jerry from the Midwest Radio. Now, Tiki Tiki is on the wall there. It's time for us to leave Studio 2 here in Kilkenny. We've had a ball uh, for our special preview show. We are going to be looking forward to all of the county finals at the weekend. And as we said, great value. So get along out to the finals. We will be back again next week reviewing everything that happened the controversies, the wins, who's going forward, etc. Paula Dowling, thank you very much. Marie O'Connor, thank you very much. Anya Fahey, as usual, thank you. And I will be seeing you at the weekend and we will be live on air and online. Don't forget to, wherever you get your uh, podcasts, I should say, out of, they are free. Get on and download it and have a listen if you're going out from your car in the mornings. We're a little bit longer than usual, but as we said, it is a special because preview we're show. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning you off now before you get me in trouble. Anyway, it is goodbye from everybody here in the Kilkenny studios until next week. Goodbye from us all. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Come on!